This episode is dedicated to the first, truest love of my life, my daughter. My one regret is also my last regret. My one regret is making the decision to cheat on my wife one last time with Pizza Baby. But it's my one and last regret because it destroyed my family as I knew it and any opportunity to have the future I had planned with her and my child. It meant the last of many things. The last family Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, pick a holiday. It meant no more family vacations, no more annual group in-law vacations, which were pretty fun. It meant no more family dinners at the dinner table with my family. It meant going to my daughter's musicals on separate nights, socially distancing the couple of times that wasn't possible before social distancing was a fad. It meant no more pictures of the three of us at key events, which I think is wrong, divorce or not. It meant, as my ex-wife put it, our marriage was just in a banker's box in her attorney's office, folders and papers. So that one decision changed the future of my family. Me, my ex-wife, my daughter, my parents, all my in-laws, pizza baby, even rippling to the dynamics of uh, the relationship she has with her parents. Ultimately improving it, I think. But that one moment, that one decision, it changes everything. And here is why it is my one and last regret. Because really, it's the wrong one. I was not capable of addressing the problems within my marriage or within myself, my business, uh, my church where I was involved without doing the one thing I did two weeks before the pizza baby relationship ended. I quit drinking because I'm an alcoholic. And that was the underpinnings of my problem, how I dealt with things that were frustrating me. I drank them away. I had to stop doing that. So that means my regret should be not quitting drinking earlier, right? Especially after I got caught cheating the first time. My ex-wife wanted to do marriage counseling and we didn't, which she blamed somewhat correctly on me refusing at one point. But maybe that would have uh, revealed the drinking problem. So maybe that should be my regret. Maybe it was when I decided to cheat the very, very first time. After attempting and having temptation in my face and turning around, walking away from it. And then a week or two later, after being frustrated again or more frustrated and drinking while traveling on business, finally going through with it. Barely out of the newlywed stage, but about the time of the first seven year itch in my relationship. That's the problem with regrets. My 
my one and last regret should be cheating with pizza baby. And it is because of all the changes. But is it? Because I'm not sure the outcome would have been the same. So yeah, I talk about me and what's happened to me. But let's talk about what's happened to others. Along with that, at least. My ex-wife went back to work in a career that suits her great. And she loves it from what I can tell. From our non-communication. Funny story. I once matched with one of her co-workers on a dating app. She quickly unmatched me. Pizza Baby has a life that literally came out of a job interview I scheduled on her behalf. She won it. She keeps it. She rocks it. She rocks everything that came from it, even today. I creeped on you recently, babe. Private profile or not. You know you like it. But I delivered, as promised, on helping her reach her potential. Finding it as I said I would. But there's only so much energy in the universe. And that good I was doing for her should have been properly directed to my marriage, to my ex, to my business, to humanity, to my church, to my daughter. But about my daughter, where do I begin? She amazes me. True respect for that child. So amazingly grounded in her faith and her God, substance-free, so in control of her life as an empowered young woman, surprising mix of conservative and liberal free-thinking thoughts, possessing something I didn't have with her ex-wife, the ability to to agree to disagree with me and still respect each other in our opinions. And not let it affect our relationship. You see her independence growing daily now. And it always has. But like she's adulting now. Appropriately for her age. And outsiders always comment. They always have on how good our relationship uh, was. Is now. She understood as much as a could can when we separated. And that her mom and dad weren't getting along behind closed doors. The way they did in public. Listen to the song, Church Clothes, people. And things maintained some sense of normal normalcy after our separation and into the divorce until COVID. Then the second year of COVID, her senior year, the most important year of her life, where at her school, the parents and kids are really celebrating each other as the year goes on, especially at the end of the year, because, you know, We've been in it together for 12, 13 years, most of us, a big chunk of us. We've gotten to know each other. And I was shut out. I want to say that's what happens in divorced people. You lose your couple friends, and I've said that before. But way, this, this was way more than that. I watch other parents get divorced. I come from a divorced family. They weren't treated like me. You see, as soon as COVID hit, we quarantined, my daughter and I, as we should. As soon as life started opening up, I wasn't part of the new routine. I wasn't doing the transportation like usual. At first, the sensible alternative because of uh, multiple high-risk in-laws. But it became 
became apparent to me very quickly that there was at a minimum some effort to exclude me or minimize me from her life, not bring me back in as I was. And as I record this, now she's going into her second year of college. And I just now got the typical and expected parent access for her college account. In part because the tuition bill is due, LOL. And I don't blame her for that. I mean, in part, it's my fault. There was, but I was never informed, you know. I mean, I was never told, hey, this is, I knew it was out there. I was waiting for it. I never got the invitation, but it's taken this long because of the holdover stuff. When I was excluded from things that an ex-husband, a father who's an ex-husband should not be purposefully excluded from. And during that time when I was excluded, she spent more time with my ex-in-laws and guess what happened? My father-in-law passed away. So I will never, I would never even dare say it was karma. In fact, I'm glad she had that time with him now. But my ex-wife's attorney did have a heart transplant for real. But toying with karma and death are deadly, deadly thoughts. If anything, my ex-wife would say it was from the stress I added to his life because of what I did to his little girl. My ex-wife's grandfather cheated on his wife and literally she died of broken heart syndrome shortly afterwards. It's a real thing. Divorce trauma, relationship trauma, the toll it takes not just on your mental health, but your physical health. It's absolutely phenomenal. You don't toy with death and karma. But when it comes to his death, it wasn't even about the cause of death, but the death itself because it was kept from me. And that deprived me of being a father to my daughter. It deprived my daughter, first and foremost. She literally felt she couldn't tell me her grandfather died. How weird is that? What people do to people when they are bitter and how it ultimately affects others. So in my daughter's defense of that time period, and we only had one conversation about it because that was all it took. It only took one, the really the one and only controlled dad frustration blow up directed at her that she's ever had to see that I've talked about on this. Controlled. I told her what I thought was going on and I could kind of see the light bulb maybe going off though the processing would take a few months. But then she also said something that surprised me in that moment we discussed it. And I'll paraphrase, but it's damn near quotable. Dad, whatever was going on, maybe I just needed a minute. And for her, in that moment, I did something I'm not always good at. I shut up. She stormed out of my car and up the driveway into her house. And it was a minute before we talked. 
problem went away. And today it's like it never existed. It took a few months and then it just changed. Of course, our relationship isn't what it would be if she and my ex were still married. Because I think it's better. It might actually be better. And it's transcended to my parents and to my family because, you know, I let my family be more excluded than I realized during our married married years. And now she looks at my parents, her other grandparents, in a way she wouldn't have before. And we even, we did a something together with my parents and I realized in all the years I was married, we never did something with my parents, just my parents. So here's the truth. At the end of the day, I'm not sure she'd be the young woman she is today. Because she needed to get into a healthier environment overall with my ex-wife. I had to quit drinking. It wasn't about the cheating. I had to quit drinking. I had to deal with frustrations properly and fix things in my life. So my daughter is the most amazing woman I know. And my ex would still be next, even though she doesn't talk to me. So my one and last regret, cheating on my ex-wife with pizza baby... It's just not the right regret. I would literally drive myself nuts and be in utter perpetual depression on some level, forever to be redundant, if I held on to that thought or any failed relationship thought. Especially, especially when you're told directly time and time again when it comes to relationships by cruel actions from me to my now ex-wife, by cruel words from Pizza Baby to me, and in a sense cruel words from me later to to pasta baby you are not wanted in fact I'd even beg the actions are worse than the words because the worst thing you can do to a woman is have her lay in bed at night knowing you fuck someone else because you didn't want her so it most certainly does not mean whatever happens happens it doesn't mean say la vie shut out pasta baby it's not a license for reckless behavior it's not an excuse or excusable and even talking about other people's actions in this, you, you can't lay blame at their feet or full blame. Doesn't mean things that were done to me or to you or to someone was right. It just means my one and last regret is probably not the right one. So why have them? Holding on to regret that is it, it, holding on to regret is holding on to some part of the past that isn't real. Whatever you're holding on to, whatever you're regretting, it's not the right regret. Let it go. It's almost certainly not the right regret. But it doesn't excuse the behavior. You can make tragic mistakes and There are tragic mistakes. And if you make a mistake, the real lesson is don't make it again. It's that simple. When it comes to relationships, if you truly want to find love and happiness, you simply will not if you're holding on to a relationship regret. If anyone should know that, it's me. 
The struggles I've had to go through because of my choices are quite literally enough to crush most men. When I've said I've lost everything three times in three years and it's taken me two years to rebuild, it is not a lie. And I'm damn near facing homelessness still because of it. It's absolutely ridiculous. I understand why divorce does destroy a man or a woman. Let's be fair. Both parties. So, if you truly want to find love and happiness, you're not if you're holding on to a relationship regret. Regret. I've had four loves of my life and was working on the fifth. It's made the bar higher and harder. But to that point, I had four loves in my life and was working on my fifth. The first was NSA when I was 25 years old. I've never spoken about her. I have an episode planned about that because there was something in that relationship that I was looking for when I found the ex, but didn't. And I held on to that for years and years and years somehow. Until I met Pizza Baby. And I found it in her. And then I finished finding that with the fourth love, Pasta Baby. And honestly, it has something to do with sex in a relationship more than friendship, but also related to that. But we'll save those dirty details for another time. I don't want to be mean. I'm not trying to put bad energy in the universe, but I'll say this for perspective is all. But damn, my ex-wife was a nice princess. And I'll take the blame today and say, today, and say, you know, there was probably some untapped sexual potential that was not tapped. Better relationship potential that was not tapped because of problems ultimately of my doing, lying in the drinking. But damn, I just don't think that was all my fault. I even ventured to say there might have been an underlying physiological reason, right? But here's the point. The lack of sex in a marriage, a lack of friendship in a marriage or a relationship is a symptom of another problem. All it takes is share goals and effort. It's that simple. So what's the regret? Pasta Baby was a fourth love, a chance to have it all again, to start it right with the openness and honesty and transparency in a relationship that should be there. And we went into it with that. But then there were dynamics beyond my control and a little bit beyond hers. And I didn't handle them correctly. I made a mistake. But I truly did my best. My big mistake at the end, but I did my best. The hardest personal moment in my life is almost when I got caught cheating the second time. And had to leave my home. But it's not. It's the morning after Pizza Baby moved out. Because that was the moment I realized what I had done to my life. 
forget the mental toll of her being there for nearly three months before moving, knowing she was going to move, yet being a couple until 48 hours before, kind of oddly giving me some hope on some level I knew, even though I tried not to believe it. I mean, that's just the tip of the iceberg. Shit was bad. And it did nothing but pick up speed and roll downhill for the next two and a half months. It was just the beginning of being bad. And I realize now that my ex-wife has the exact same attitude with me that I had in that moment. Forever and ever, babe. That simple. It reaches a point where it's forever and ever. So it isn't about the difficult moments that came after. The rock bottom was quitting drinking and her moving out, realizing the destruction I did from that one action. So as I said a minute ago, if you truly want to find love and happiness, you simply will not if you're holding on to a relationship regret. And, you know, take it elsewhere, take it into business, take it into your family, take it in whatever. But if you want to find love and happiness, you're not going to find it holding on to a relationship regret. And I said I was working on the fifth. That was Jane Jetson. And I blew it up because I'm friggin' damaged. Made a mistake. So about fixing mistakes, and that's really the final point. If you make one, you do your best to fix it. And I didn't do my best to fix that one or or some others, but I, I sure as hell made an effort. But some mistakes, especially those of the past, are just not fixable and you need to let them go. No bad karma is about is not about going out and fixing everything you did wrong. I tried that. For a minute, you can't. It's about not making your mistakes again. Making sure you're doing things that aren't putting bad energy into the universe. You're still going to fuck up, but that's what it's about. You can't right the wrongs you've done. The mistake is, if a mistake is fresh, sure, you try to fix it. And then you see if it's deemed mutually correctable by the other party. The fix is accepted. You're essentially forgiven. Forgiven. But otherwise, forgiveness is meaningless. Unless it has a purpose to move something forward. It just makes you feel better, maybe. So if you want to wait for forgiveness, forget it. I think you're regretting. And... Like I said, here's the best part. It's not, it doesn't really just apply to relationships. It applies to everything. Really, here's the best thing to do. You try in everything you do to give your choices a purpose bigger than yourself. Or you'll probably make a mistake. Not a regret. I love you, kid. You're really the best part. See you soon.